What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fight Over Flight podcast. This is episode seven, and this week, Rob and I are going to be discussing the four pillars of life. That's physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. We're going to be tackling these things from all different angles. You know, even going to be talking about the Joker and Kanye West and things like that. So just come with us for this ride, for this journey. If you like it, comment, subscribe, and please enjoy. We can't wait to hear your feedback. All right, what's up, my brother? Oh, man, I'm hanging, man. I'm, uh, I'm... I missed this thing. Yeah. I missed it. I was anxious to get back on here and uh, just keep chatting. The, can we talk about the episode with your mom? Amazing. How cool is that, man? Dude, right after that episode, I was like, I just want to shoot it again. Yeah. And, and go through the whole experience again. I mean, I can only imagine what it must have been like for you as, as her son, you know, just hearing your mom's story mm-hmm. like in detail. Was that the first time you heard it all linearly like that? All in one shot. All in yeah. one shot? Because it's kind of like I just have been living it. Right. You know, and then as the older I got, the more she was able to tell me. Right. And more I was witnessing and what was going on. Right. But to, co- like, compress it into one day. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, if nothing else, it's an amazing memory to have and, like, just to have recorded, too. Yep. And really, you know, what we talk about a lot on the podcast is experiences. Yeah. And enjoying the moment. That was an amazing, beautiful moment. Yeah. We were just hanging out. We were doing behind-the-scenes stuff, you <laughs> yeah. know, just, like, shooting videos. She was sitting on the couch taking pictures. It was just, like, a great, great thing. And I actually, after it, it got kind of put to, to my mind that any, anybody we interview, we should have them give their experience right. of the interview. Like, do, like, a little separate video of them just giving it because for all, all week she was talking about it. Like, yeah. how, it, how it actually helped her. Wow. She cried. To, so we recorded, what, on a Saturday? Yeah. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday. She cried to me. It was like, I just feel so free. I, wow. I'm just so glad I spoke about this. I never thought I could tell so many people. And that's know? the thing too. Like a lot of people that go through these really intense experiences, when they finally do come out and talk about it and are honest with themselves about it, it's very therapeutic. It's It changes their the way they approach everything in life. Yep. And that was kind of... We wanted that, but we didn't have interviews, so we didn't know if that was going to happen. Right. We knew the listeners were going to be impacted because listeners have been reaching out to us right. ever since we started. Mm-hmm. But we wanted that twofold, like the listener to feel, you know, to feel free and to feel better and to understand. Yeah. But we also wanted the, the speaker to kind of have that therapeutic experience. Yeah, because we want it to be good for the people that are coming and sharing, you know. Exactly. We want it to be. And on that same note... We had a, t- a group text from our very good friend, Anthony. And I yes. didn't even think about this, um, but how much it must have been impacting for people who know people who are struggling with the same things. Right. You know, cancer or, or you know, a death in the family, something like that. And so just him texting us, like just supporting us and being like, oh, that was so moving because I know his sister has cancer. It's crazy to think that it can impact somebody like that. I know, and it just connects us all. Yeah. And that's something that is a, it's like the beauty in the chaos. Right. Is that we can be connected we can through relate. all channels. And, we can relate. and it just comes from being, you know, free. Like right. you have to be, you have to have that. And it's one of the things we're going to talk about, the, that emotional connection to people. You have to allow yourself to have that because we're connected through our experiences, yeah. through our traumas, through our resiliency, through everything, as long as we can be you know, open about it. Yeah, I mean, I love the subject that you picked for today because I think it speaks to how we can all impact each other, but how all parts of our life are, are important to kind of meld together and become something that we work on each individual thing 
so we can become a whole person and experience right. life in like the deepest way possible. That's right. Yeah, yep. And it's all like interconnected. And before we, we dive into it, I kind of want to give a little sidebar message. Yeah. I love the, I know you do too, the text messages, the calls. Oh, it's kind of talking about Anthony. You know, we're getting text right. messages. We're getting phone calls. We're getting um, DMs. People are just reaching out to us, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes <laughs> yeah. because, you know, you, cause we have to, cause every, every comment, every message, it's not just, Hey, that was a cool video. It's a deep message. Right. So we have, you know, we, we want to talk to them. We want to relate. We want to build this community with them. And I just want to give this message though. If you're a new listener, please, you know, I'm just going to let you know now before we dive into today's episode even deeper, um, subscribe on YouTube, yeah. subscribe on the podcast, fight over flight uh, at, on Instagram, fight over flight podcast. On That's Instagram. right. Yeah. Subscribe and just let us know, like, yeah. let us know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And if you have a story to share, just share, you know, we're, we're never going to like turn you away and be like, listen, I don't have time for this. That's like, right. Yeah. Every I mean, story is meaningful. And yeah. you know, and like you're messaging uh, and if you're, you're not a new, if you're not new to the podcast, if you've been following us since the beginning and you haven't subscribed or you haven't, you know, commented on the app on the podcast app or on the YouTube app, you know, the selfish reasons we want this to reach the <laughs> darkest corners of this earth. That's right. And just the way the algorithms work on YouTube and on the podcast app, they want to see good ratings. Mm -hmm. They want to see engagement on their sites. So, yes, we love the text messages. Keep them coming. Right. We love the private messages. Keep them coming. But if you can, just you know, give rate us on the podcast app. You know, subscribe to us on there. Yeah. Subscribe to us on YouTube just so the algorithms can say, wow, this is some meaningful stuff. Let's send it to the world. Right. The you know? algorithm gods of YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, take that leap, guys. Come on. Yeah, come on. Give just us some PDA. Pause right now. Mm. Subscribe. We're, we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait. Do. Have on. you done it yet? <laughs> All right, now that the commercials are over. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, church announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, let's dive into, we're going to be talking about uh, the four pillars of life. What, so, what, what do you think the four pillars really are, if you had to narrow them down to, like, categories? So there's just so many. I mean, you could think of a million different words, mm -hmm. but I think it always comes down to the general, the, the foundation, I should say, is physical realm, spiritual, mental, and emotional. I love that. I think I totally agree. I think that anything that happens in life can be categorized into those four things. Mm -hmm. And there's overlap in them, too. But for the most part, major major events in your life are definitely going to be included in one of those four. Yeah, and I and I, I want to talk about to me the most important one. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into the most important one first and I look to you to answer it because I've known you for a few years now and I like you're one of the most spiritual people that I know. Oh, because you had because you're cuz it's not religion to you. Right. You know, so when we talk about being spiritual, it's not just Oh, I'm a Christian. No, it's like you have a deep relationship with God. Right. And you kind of like question God and then you know you go back to God because <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, so it's it's an interesting dynamic that you have. So let's talk yeah. about the first thing about um, it's like being spiritual. Yeah, I think one of the big fundamental uh, mis misunderstandings with religion and with spirituality is that it's it's rules that are binding you from doing things that you like. Right. Like I'm not allowed to do this because I'm now religious. And I think that's been so just kind of it's been played out over and over and over again in every kind of media and cultural. Um, uh, what's it, What's the word I'm looking for? Commentary. And uh, 
for me, it's less about that and more about the general principles of how the universe operates, right? So for me, Christian principles make the most sense to me. It's just, this is, there is a God, and somehow he created, he created humans. Humans took it upon themselves because of evil to um, mess up, <laughs> essentially. Right. And there needs to be some sort of redemption. There needs to be some sort of salvation because we all need it. We're all flawed. We all make huge mistakes. And we need something to help us out of that outside of ourselves. And to me, that just makes the most sense. It makes more sense than karma. It makes more sense than, than other things. And, and, you know, I think a prime example of the way culture reacts to spirituality is the thing that's been going on with Kanye. Mm. You know, and, and mm -hmm. uh, people... And you're a big fan like, of Kanye. Oh, man, let me tell you, when, like, when I first started listening to hip-hop, you know, um, The College Dropout was the album I never stopped listening to. And, like, you could hear it from, from his first album to here. I'm going to go into, like, music critique now. Mm -hmm. it, it's a, it was a known progression. Like, he st his first single on the radio was Jesus Walks, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, to me, the, the, the way culture reacts to what he's doing now, which is pretty much just being openly Christian, is very funny. Because it's the same way your kind of friend circle react when <laughs> you say, hey, I'm going to church now. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much experience you've had with that. I'd love to ask you. When you first decided, I'm going to start going to church, I'm going to be, be a little bit more spiritual, I'm going to try and follow God, um, what was the reaction like for people around you? In the beginning, I was, and I'll be honest, I was embarrassed to say I was yeah. going to church because yeah. I started going to How Church, House of Worship, December of 2017. Okay. No, December of 2016. And... No, December 2017, yes. December 2017 for Riley's um, right. uh, presentation. And so for, uh, probably from December till February, mm. I was like, I didn't want to tell anyone. But I was diving full deep into the Lord. Like right. I was every day, like I spoke about on a previous episode, you know, crying on the floor. Yeah. I was fully like emerged into God, into the Holy Spirit. But so I didn't really care about talk telling anyone else because it was your personal yeah journey. it was my personal journey it was yeah. like an expansion of what my life is going to be right so it was kind of that but then when i kind of when i broke out of that and i knew i was going to get baptized in march uh -huh. and i knew that was going to be like the public declaration saying hey i'm a follower of jesus christ about two weeks before that i was like why am i embarrassed right i've <laughs> never felt this free i've never felt this connected I've never felt this powerful in my life than I had in December, January, and February, even though I was like a mess. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, that's the funny part, like right? Once, like, it's I'm like, a mess, but I was more powerful than ever before. Yeah. The, the, part, the time where you feel the most connected and the most alive, like so there's this new thing in my life and it's so exciting, that's the time when you're also the biggest mess. Mm -hmm. it's crazy. <laughs> so you're shouting from the rooftops, hey, I'm going to church now. But at the same time, people are looking at you like, yeah, but this is going on with you. This is going on with you. This is going on with you. And it's that, that typical cultural Christians are hypocrites kind right. of mentality. Because what Christianity does, in my opinion, is that it sets a bar. It sets a goal, a target. And when you miss that target, it's easy for people to go, oh, you missed the target. When in their own lives, when they don't have Christianity, there's no target. So you can't miss. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and because and I don't even I didn't really answer your question yeah. properly. But when I did tell them, mm. so my close group of friends, I have probably like four really close uh, like guy friends. Uh -huh. 
they were all in. They went to the baptism. They were yeah. all in, and they they're were not super and, supportive. Yeah, and they're yeah. not, and they weren't. They're not Christians. Mm-hmm. I mean, they believe in God, but they're not like they don't go to church or anything. Right. But they just supported me. Where my true test was when I put it on social media, because <laughs> I said, you know what, social media is full of twerking videos, <laughs> sex, crime. Yeah. Um, it's full of you know anxiety. People just it's, mumble rappers. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's full of things that I wouldn't look at as. This is going to expand my life. This is going to help me. This is going to feed my mind. Right. So I said, I'm going to change this, my platform for social media, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to let everyone know that I'm a follower of Christ right. and see what happens. And that for me was a big jump. And it was, I thought I was going to get a lot of, what's this? And no, actually people started asking me, hey, what church do you go to? <laughs> they were asking, hey, I've been looking for a church. People I don't, I don't even speak to. Mm. Wow. Because I was playing the worship music. I was playing um, some of Pastor Chris and Pastor Liz. Um, some of their preachings, right? And people are like, "Wow, I needed that!" Wow, and now I'm, I'm posting on Instagram, and this <laughs> is helping you. I might be onto something, right? And the deeper I got into my spirituality, and the deeper I got into following God and reading the Bible, I just realized we're here to be the face of Jesus Christ, right? So we're here to spread the good news. We're here to reach the darkest corners of this earth, right? And you can't do that without having a strong foundation in God. Right. I don't think you could change anyone's life without having some type of spirituality. Right. Like a deep-rooted meaning of life. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like any kind of fundamental, meaningful change has to be rooted in, in God somehow. Or yep. if not, what is the point of it, right? Exactly. That's where like my objection, and I always say this, is going to be a meme at one point. My objection to nihilism is so strong because I was so stuck in that. Like, I think I've told you before, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but like up until 22, I was an atheist, Mm -hmm. like diehard atheist. It's crazy. I went to Catholic school, but like I would do things just to spite religion. You know, And your mom is... Well, here's Full, the, oh, because <laughs> so your mom is like we call her Mama Jessie because yeah. she is like the she's like our spiritual mother in, yeah. in house of worship. Well, that's the thing too. Like she started going to church a year before me, mm. and I started going, but on the low. I didn't go to her church. She went to Beth Israel in in uh, Wayne, I think. Gotcha. And um, I just started going. I didn't tell her until like I felt like kind of the same way you were saying. Uh, it was it was private until it was time to get baptized. It's like all right now. I have to kind of tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, I told her the day before, like, you know, come and watch me get baptized. <laughs> and she didn't even know I was going to church. And then she came to Howe for the first time. She never left, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's what I feel is going on on a national level with, with what's going on with, with Kanye. He's bringing this topic to the forefront. And it's been a part of American life since forever, since its inception, the, the principles of, of Judeo-Christian fundamentals, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just bringing that topic back up because it's been, for the past maybe 100 years, it's been about getting away from those traditions. Now it's just like to have somebody that's in the public eye say, I want to bring back those traditions. People are losing their minds. They're like, what are you talking about? Right. But, the, but people are split. It's like either shut up and play music or welcome to the family. And, right, and that's... Yeah. It's, it's funny because I spoke to a couple of people. they posting about him saying, how can Kanye West, didn't Kanye West sell his soul to the devil? How can <laughs> Kanye West, think about all the music he made prior to this. How could he now all of a sudden be a follower of Christ? And I told him, I go, well, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Most people 
God work God works in most people when they're at rock bottom. Yeah. So he was mentally like, I have to go back to God because he used to with Jesus walks. Yeah. He was a big follower of Christ. Yeah. And, and his, I don't his know if mom you, was. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but he was a big follower of Christ. His mother was a big follower of Christ. When she passed away, that's when he lost it. Yeah. That's yeah. when he really lost it. And you gotta understand, he lost his mother. He was a mama's boy. Yeah. He lost his mom. I mean, he would he would write songs with her name in it all the time. I know, Donna, and you and know? you gotta understand, he probably was fighting with God at that point. Right. Now I don't know. I've never spoken to Kanye. <laughs> Kanye, if you're listening, hey, come on a podcast. <laughs> but he he was. I could imagine if I lost my mom. Yeah. And I was such a deep follower of Christ, I'd be angry at God. Yeah. I'd be angry with him. Right. I'd do dumb things, but you always find your way back to Christ. Right. You find your way back to your home. Right. And God, if you're broken, people. This is a conversation I was having with people. Uh, I think it was like two or three people I was talking to. If you're a sinner, if you're broken, if you don't know what's going on in life, if you're all the way to the left or to the right of where you're supposed to be and you're not on the right path, mm. that's where God will do miracles. Right. That's where God's going to work. And God's a, he's a, he's a gentleman. Yeah. He's not going to walk into your door unless you open it. Yeah. God's waiting there. He's knocking on your door. No matter how much you're sinning, no matter where you are in life, no matter what's going on, you don't need to be... the. 100% ready for God? No, no. God's 100% always ready for you. All you have to do is open the door and welcome him into your life. People say, I don't, I don't feel God or I don't, I don't really feel the Holy Spirit. Well, that's because you're not allowing him to fully come in. Right. Allow the Holy Spirit. Open the door to Jesus Christ. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. And I guarantee you, you will see things move in your life. Yeah. Without a doubt. So, I think that's one of the big misunderstandings about the gospel, right, is that um, how, how does somebody who is X, Y, and Z doing all these crazy things all of a sudden become the saint or whatever? Yep. You're such a hypocrite because a year ago you were doing this. But that's the thing with God is he's not a micromanager. He's not some big CEO sitting behind a desk saying you have to do this, this, and that. It's just about the decisions you make. Do you, did you decide to do something better to help your spiritual life or not? Are you willing to take that to the next step and to the next step until all of a sudden you are actually following God? Like it's, you know, like Roman says, you know, you have to wake up daily and renew your mind daily. So that you can you so you can pursue that, and it's easy, man, as a Christian, to not renew your mind every day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. There's days my my mind needs an update, and, and it's just <laughs> and we all fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. We all do, you know. So it's like my good friend Michael Patterson told me the first Christian I ever met in college mm. played college baseball together. He was at your baptism. He was at the baptism. Mm. He was a mess, crying and everything. He told me it's not about living a life sinless. Mm -hmm. It's about living a life sinning less. Because we can't live a sinless life. Right. But we can choose. We have a path. We have A and B. Right. We have decisions all day. And we can choose. If A is going to be a sin, if B is going to be, is not a sin, you can choose that path consciously. Right. We sin sometimes, uncon you know, subconsciously. We, we sin, we do it. But on the decisions that you can make, make the right decision. And when you can do that, you can find yourself back on the right path. You know, and, and it's funny, we were talking about you know, they say, oh, Kanye West, he's a hypocrite, this, that. Mm. Or um, Justin Bieber, who was doing drugs and was drinking and he was going through a lot of stuff in his life. He's a hypocrite. He's a Christian. No. So I like to, I, I bring it back to the, to I believe it's in Luke, mm -hmm. the the parable of the lost sheep. Yeah, yeah. The, where it's the 99, right? Yeah. So if you have 99 sheep and one's lost, are you not going to go for that sheep? Right. And some people say, no, I have 99. I can't take that risk. Right. I have 99. Let that one, that the one lost sheep, let it go. Well, no, God looks at it as 
that one lost sheep is more important than the 99 that he has. Because he's lost. Because he's lost. Mm -hmm. So you can have 99 people on the right track. God wants the one that is sinning. That's at the worst in their life. And God wants to say, hey, I'm your father. I'm here for you. Let's bring you back to to where you need to be. That's powerful, man. It's so powerful. Yeah, man. I think that interconnects with the other. And it interconnects with all all the other three pillars, you know, with the emotional, with the physical, and with the mental. I think it's the foundation of them. Yep. You know? It is the foundation. That's right. Out of the four pillars, the foundation of the four pillars. (laughs) Four pillars are your foundation in life. And of those pillars, it's spirituality. <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll draw it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll draw let's, let's put it. Can we, like, put something here, like, uh, like in the news? Just, like, point at <laughs> stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, the, like the weather. Like the weather, man. Yeah. But I know you're, you're very interested. We'll dive into, into the mental and emotional realm now. They right. really interconnect. And right. I know you've been talking about the Joker movie a lot. Man. So let's open up the mental, emotional realm okay. with the Joker. So I went to see it. Um, probably, I think it was the weekend it came out. I went to see it. And I was already hearing and reading all these blogs about how dangerous it is, that it shouldn't be a movie that you go see because of the message, right? The, the arc of the Joker is just watching a man go from a sad, lonely, single um depressed man who has some mental issues evolving into just a psychopath and that's the arc of the movie like there's no redemption at the end there's no um happy parts to the movie the most you'll get is a couple chuckles he's an amateur comedian at that and so some of his jokes are like ironically funny you know they're just like they're funny because they're not funny right and you just see him devolve as a human and you just see all of these things happen to him and there's two there's two reactions that I had. The first one was like feeling bad for him during the first half of the movie. It's like yeah, he can't catch a break in life. Mm. He gets he gets, you know, hit by a car and then he gets beat up by random people. The random people try to assault him on the train and like all these things to the point where when he takes up a gun and he pulls that first trigger, it's like, damn, I can understand why he would do that. So I didn't see the movie, but I know I've seen I've read a lot on it yeah. and I love reading journals and all this stuff and they're already writing like medical journals, like like kind of <laughs> yeah. just really trying to dive into the the right. dive into it. I love comics. Mm. This is completely separate from a comic, right? This isn't like the typical Joker movie, dude. They could have, and I heard somebody say this, but they could have named the movie Arthur, mm. and it would have it would have still did great. I don't think it, as many people would have gone because there's not the comic right. book backing, but it's not it's not in a. Um, comic book universe so is this a nature versus nurture type I of movie think that's a great way to distill it yeah because yeah. you know you're looking at the guy it's like well if he would have had a couple chances maybe he could have gotten his life together and at the same time it's like well maybe these mental illnesses were stopping him from even taking those opportunities because mm. there was a couple opportunities within the whole plot of the movie where maybe he could have fixed his life up a little mm. bit but the way he chose to react or the way you know uh, things were happening in his head you don't know if maybe it was just inevitable. So it's that nature mm. versus nurture. Yes, yeah, see, and I'm I'm very when people say what do you think's more important, the nature or the versus nurture, like which one's more important? I think they're both equally mm-hmm. powerful and equally important because especially if you have a mental illness, mm-hmm. that's that's you know, that's nature. That's right. not your environment. That's not listen, you were born this way, but your environment will either help or hurt. Right. Your mental illness or whatever you're going through. If you know you have depression, anxiety, the people that you're around, your environment, who you're being brought up by. It's like it, I'm going to go a little off. It's like my buddy was was saying, 
Rob, I can't find a good girl. I can't <laughs> find a good girl. I can't get into a relationship. I can't find a girl with a with a who's driven, who's this, who's that. And I go, where are you going to? And I go, well, wh- I go, well, because. I'm not going to mention the bar. I go, but you're going to a shady bar every Friday and Saturday. You're not going to meet a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer right. at a shady bar. Go do yoga. Right. Go walk around Central Park. Yeah. Go do things that you go put yourself in the right environment. So it's the same thing where it, I truly believe in depression. My mom has it. Mm-hmm. Depression, anxiety, fear, mental illness. But I, I hate when people say I can't control it. I have a mental illness. I'm yeah. born this way. No, you can. Because even though you are born, even though you are struggling with mental illness, if you're not exercising, if you're not around the right people, if you're not being mindful, if you're not spiritual, if you're not putting yourself every day in the right situations to spiral up, you're going to spiral down. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a contributing factor. Yeah. You know, and it's also some people are just raised in a, in, a, in a house where there's no parents. Right. And everything's against them. And this is something for the listeners. If you have the power to just help one person, do it. Right. Because that eighth grader that has no parents that's being raised by his grandparents Mm -hmm. that is really struggling maybe it might be a coach a football coach a baseball coach that can help out or a teacher if you're a teacher right now think about what you could do in someone's life yeah and if you're somebody young and you feel like i can't control this depression i always feel like i'm anxious i i don't know what to do with myself i don't know why i feel this way look around and find the most positive person. They might be annoying because a lot of positive people is like, "Ugh, you're exhausting." Right. Uh, but that's just your embedded negativity. That's that's not letting you um, be attracted to positivity, right? Look for that most uh, positive person and glue yourself to yes. them. Yes, just yep. be around them. What makes them tick? Why are they so positive? And don't be surprised if they're flawed too, because they're going to be flawed mm-hmm. humans. But then from there. Who are they getting their positivity from? And glue yourself to That's them. That's right, baby. And just surround yourself with people that are willing to uplift you, willing to do things, willing to move and, and progress in life. Because the, the biggest contributor to who you're going to become is who's influencing you. Without a doubt. And, yeah. that's, and that's what we're talking about, kind of getting off with the Joker thing. But oh, if you... If you uh, that reminded me. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. But... That, that's why I say that, because in, in the movie, the one thing that he's missing and the one thing that we've talked about, he was in isolation. He had nobody around him. He had one person and his, mo- his mom, and I'm not going to spoil anything yep. for you, yeah. but there was nobody around him to be like, yo, you're bugging. Right. To just be like, yo, you're kind of turning into a psychopath. Like, there's a scene, it's in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away, but um, there's a scene where he's talking to like the counselor, the state-provided counselor, and he's like, I'm, I'm depressed. I really just want to kill something. I want to kill somebody. Or he says something dramatic like that. And she goes, have you been taking your medication? Um, are you writing in your journal? And he says, you people don't listen. Right. You people don't listen. I've been I'm telling you I feel depressed. I'm telling you I feel down. And you're just asking me to write in my journal. Like, that's crazy. And that, that's like one of the, the pivotal scenes in the beginning where you're just like, I can I can see how this would relate to real life. Yep. You know, but that's why surrounding yourself with good people is like above nothing else. Yep. And I and I and I want to piggyback off that. Yeah. Above it. I want to piggyback off that because isolation will kill you. Yeah. You need to listen. Solitary you, confinement. When, right? Yeah. When people <laughs> when people say, "Oh, I could do it on my own. I'm independent," to an extent. Right. To a certain extent. Yes. You should not have to rely on external factors to make you happy. That's true. Yes. But. 
You need people in your life. We are meant to connect. We are meant to to love each other. We are meant to be in community. You need people and you need to surround yourself with good people like you just mentioned. Yeah. Good people that are going to uplift you. Good people that are going to help you and that are going to make a big difference in your life. And what you just said, I went to a resiliency summit in New Jersey. So I was chosen as the resiliency officer for my police department. Sick. Yeah, the state of New Jersey has to, um, every, every department has to pick one person to be the resiliency officer. And it's kind of, it's to combat the law enforcement suicides and the daily stressors wow. of what's going on in law enforcement. And it, it, the attorney general took, you know, spearheaded this. It's the first of its kind. New Jersey's the first one to implement this resiliency program. And the one thing that they talk about in the training. So we're supposed to be, if you're going through, it's not just for suicide. Like that's the extreme. Right. It's for the daily stressors of work. The trauma that you see when you go to a suicide, the trauma that you see when you have to arrest the father because he beat up his wife, but in front of the two children right. on Christmas. Like that's, that's traumatic. Yeah. And you, you know? have to be the one to actually take that father. And you have, to, yes, you have to yeah. take the father away from those kids. They don't understand. Or you have to tell the parents that their 22 year old just overdosed. Right. That's not easy, but that's every day trauma building up, building up, building up. And we have no one to talk to. There is that, I always mentioned the cop to cop. Yeah. But when you, it's so hard to just pick up the phone and take that big step and say, I'm going to call cop to cop. Right. So the attorney general said, we're going to pick someone in every department and it's going to be, you can go to them. If you're oh, going wow. through stresses of life, you go to that person. If you're financial struggle, on, off duty traumas, whatever you need, hmm. you go to them. And when I was chosen for this by, by my chief, I said, that's what the podcast is about. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. about resiliency. And now yeah. I'm going to be the resiliency officer for my police department. This is God, right? That yeah. You can't, you know, I can't make that up. That's like fully God. But the one thing they talk about is what you just said. And I didn't watch the movie, but he's saying he wants to kill something. He's mm -hmm. actually telling you this. He's screaming for help. And you're saying, well, did you take your meds? Did you write in a journal? There's no human connection there. And right. you are missing the signs. Yeah. So it's like in real life. The listeners right now, who in your life are you missing the signs on? Yeah, and just to go off of that, I, so I always talk about the friend that I lost a few years yep. back. My best friend growing up, um, it's still questionable how, how everything happened, but it was a mixture of, of self-harm, uh, alcoholism, and, and opioids. And um, one of the signs for suicide is people start getting really neat and tidy, and they mm. start closing all their ends. And they start giving their things away to people. Now, a year before that happened, he gave me like half of his pedal collection, mm. which is like guitar pedals. Gotcha, I play gotcha. guitar. And he gave somebody else his laptop. He was he was giving people he was giving me clothes. Like yes. he doesn't have style. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want this. He's like, dude, just take it. I'm yeah. like, okay. But had I known those signs, things would have been a lot different. Yeah. One of the last texts I ever had with him was about God, was about wow. spirituality. And he was always the person that right next to me being super like anti-religion, being all these things. And I posted something on Instagram and right before, right after I posted, he texted me He's and, and just started asking me questions about the afterlife and about God. And if God, the, if God this, then why that, wow. you know, I won't go into details. Yeah. And then I didn't even think about it until like a month after everything happened. I was like, damn, he asked me, you know, and there was another friend. He wasn't as close, but from that same post that I made, 
he started arguing with me in the comments about it. And thank God I kind of like <laughs> stayed cool because I would have felt like garbage yeah, yeah. if, you know, we ended on a bad note. But yeah, right after that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, he killed himself. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So those those signs are super important. I'm so glad you said yeah, that. It's, it, oh, those beginning man. signs. Yeah. And, and any any area of it's beginning, the middle, the end, it's never too late to help someone. And it doesn't even just have to be suicide because people say, oh, you know, that person's not going to commit suicide. I'm talking about where are you not paying attention to in your friend's lives? Right. If your friend's going through something financially, let's stop asking people, hey, how are you doing? Because you're just going to get the I'm fine answer. Right. Let's start asking people, what are you going through? And whatever it is, Let's go through it together. That's good. I'll cry with you, baby. Let's go. You <laughs> yeah. my boy, I'll cry with you. You know, you my friend, let's do because you know what? The simple how are you doesn't cut it. Right. People are hurting and people need you. So whether you're listening and you're hurting, because we're all hurting, we need each other. Help someone and they'll they'll help you and build a really strong relationship with each other in order to really thrive, you know? So yeah. and that's that that's that nurture, man. Let's nurture each other. Yeah. I love that's that, big. man. I mean that that was mental, right? Yeah, that um, and, emotional. and emotional. Yeah, they really uh, you know go together very. I mean, all four of them go together very well, but yeah. those two are are intertwined yeah. pretty tight because you have to be emotionally free, right? Because yeah. if you're emotionally free, then you can express yourself. You could you could be willing to ask those hard questions, right? Right, and if you don't, so if you're not if you're like emotionally blocked off, you can't ask the important questions, hmm. and are you mentally stable to handle it? Right. Yeah, that's something I struggle with is being emotionally available enough to just express myself. Yes. Just honestly, this is what I'm going through. This is what I think. And not, not feel like I'm, I don't know, stepping on somebody's toes or whatever. Mm. You know? Yeah. But that's something I, I struggle with a lot and something I've been trying to actively work on, just opening up lines of communication with the people that I care about. Um, but it's not an easy step, man. It's not very and, difficult, but I feel like that it's true that that's probably the beginning of a long road down a dark path. Yeah. You know, so if you can get that right, that that can just turn everything on its head. Yeah. And this is and what we're creating here in the fight over flight podcast. And this whole movement is a spiral up, right. not spiral down I love culture. That. I love that. And let's give I want to give the listeners some homework. Your homework is to open up to your friends, hmm. like get two friends, two of your closest friends. And open up to them about something that they don't know you're going through. Mm. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, one of a few things will happen. One, they're going to be there for you. And they're going to be like, wow, I didn't even know you were struggling with that. And they're going to be able to help you. Two, you just opening up is going to be so freeing and to you that it's going to help you by just speaking about it. Right. And Because it gives you power. It gives you power that you can just you know, let it out and you can tell someone. You can allow yourself to be vulnerable. You know, Or three... They're gonna be. They're gonna say, "Wow, I'm going through something too." And then now you opening up to them, knock down their walls, and now they can open up to you, and you both can help each other out. Right. So you, as a listener, that's your homework for this week: open up to two people that you really care about, that you know care about you, and tell them something that you're going through. Right. Tell them something you're going through, and then and then work through it together. And you know, let us know on a on a podcast app, on YouTube, on whatever. Let us know how it went. Yeah. And I think that this is a great way to now go into what people don't realize is so important for your mental and your uh, emotional health Yeah, is your physical health. Yeah. So 
I'm going to defer to you for that because, <laughs> <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, like, you know, since, since my last seizure, which was like about a month ago, I think at this point, um, the reality has set in that the way I eat is super important. The way I exercise is vital to just keeping me here. And, and I think like that harsh reality is it's unparalleled you know like there's no point in being super spiritual if you're if you're not healthy if your family can't enjoy you if you're not able to function so i think that reality is starting to set in very very difficultly and over many years but yeah. um yeah for well sure. we're, i mean i sh you know a lot of people struggle with because people look at working out exercising nutrition meditation I put, you know, with the physical and okay. kind of mental realm. People look at all of this, like, I need to look good on the beach. Yeah. June is coming. I need to work out five days a week. I need to not eat carbs. I can't eat any carbs. I, I have to go on these crazy different diets. The wrong motivation. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. It is so bad. You're going to crash. You're going you're gonna to mentally mess yourself up. Physically, you're never going to reach your full potential. Mm. You're always going to be going on these crash diets, and it's not healthy for you. If we can just look at life, and I've been doing this recently, and I just and it's amazing look at life as for the physical aspect mm -hmm. it's just being the healthiest you could possibly be right so that's exercising for function mm -hmm. so yes it's good to do curls and bench press and that stuff but exercise for function go upstairs you know run upstairs run mountains do boxing kickboxing do movements where if you had to pick something up you're not going to blow your back out. Right. If you're going to play with your kids, you can move. You could be agile. You could take steps to the left, right? You could do lateral movements. Right. So incorporate functional training into, you know, you can do the bodybuilding type training, but incorporate the functional aspect. Do self-defense. Mm -hmm. Keep yourself protected. Put yourself, when you, when you can physically train, and I, this is like, for me, what works. And you can physically train at a point where, you're just exhausted, mm -hmm. like a boxing class or kickboxing class or jujitsu, like a martial art. This is why I love martial arts because when you're training, you're so exhausted. You don't think about, oh, man, I got to pay my bills tomorrow. Right. You don't think about, oh, I'm so anxious about this job. You don't think about all the relationships that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And because in the gym, sometimes you can, your mind can take over and then you don't have that mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. But when you're functional training and you're just like pushing it through the wall and you're you just focus on breathing, you know? So I think that, I think that if you change why you're working out mm. to, I have epilepsy, which dude, when I saw you have epilepsy and I saw you in a hospital, that was scary, man. Yeah. You were wrapped up on all these monitors and your head was wrapped the up EGs, and yeah. man, that was scary. Yeah. And it shouldn't take a point like that for anybody in their life. You know, listen, you could do everything right physically and still get a disease or anything, you know, yeah. still get an illness. It's going to happen. But when you, when you can put the proper nutrition, uh, proper nutrients in your body, when you can train on a daily basis, when you can meditate, when you can go in the sauna, and you can really be diving full into your wellness, your mm -hmm. physical wellness, when you do get the disease or when you do get sick, your body is now prepared for those battles. Right. So I always look at it like you should be training now with the right nutrition, with the right physical training for the battles that have yet to come. That's such a good way to look at it, man. Because yeah. w life is movement. Hmm. My, mom, my mom spoke about it on the, on the podcast yeah. last week. She, for two years, didn't even want to leave the house. 
Yeah. She was so depressed, contemplated suicide. We just started by walking one block, right. two blocks. You know, before I would go to work, I'd walk with her. After work, walk with her. Now she walks everywhere, <laughs> and she, she still going going to the doctors twice a week. But she's defeating everything now. Right. She's happy. Her mood's changing. And it's because she's having that spiral up effect by movement. You can't stay stagnant. You can't stay home. You have to move. You have to put your body in motion. We were made to walk this earth, to <laughs> hunt, to, yeah. to, you know. That's what we were made for. We weren't made to sit on a couch and watch Netflix for six hours. True. That's not what we were made for. So if you want to really optimize your, your, your health and your wellness... You have to dive into to physicality. All right, so, man. I'll do it. Damn. Yeah, that's it, dude. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. All right. Because it's easy for me. Yeah. Because I love training. Yeah. It's fun for me. Um, I've done it my whole life. I've played sports. Let me ask you, what do you think stops people that, because you, you say, like, you're not in the best physical shape. Yeah. Right? So what stops people from saying, I, I want to go to the, I want, because like, you want to. Yeah. Everyone wants to be healthy. Mm-hmm. What, what, like, is that barrier? I think it's the beginning decisions, right? So, like, I got to go sign up for the gym. Then I got to get in my car and go there. I have mm. to find the time. I have to... You set all of these boundaries in your own head that that these walls that you put up to be like, oh, it's just going to be too much. I'll just do it tomorrow. Mm. You know, it, instead of just kind of streamlining it and saying, it's one decision. I'm going to go to the gym. Instead of thinking of it that way, you're like, damn, I got to go home. I got to get changed. I got to do this. I got to go. I got to sign up and I got to get there. I think that fundamental switch between it's just it's all of these different steps and then switching your mentality to I just got to get there. That's it. Because once for me personally, once I'm there, once I'm working out, I enjoy it. Like I really do. I grew up, you know, doing martial arts. Yep. You know, so like I understand what a good workout feels like and what those what what that escapism feels like where you're just focusing on one thing. It's mm-hmm. just you. And if you're if you're like sparring with somebody, it's just you two in that freaking ring. There's no world around you. And I, I miss that. I think it's just a matter of like all the schematics that people mm-hmm. go through and the, the everyday stresses of yeah. life. Yeah. So it has to become part it has to be like just saying, why do we pray to God every day? Well, because it's the most important thing in our life. Right. So we just have to prioritize our health because I tell you what, and this comes from experience. I would go to the gym for uh, two weeks and then I'll stop for like two or three weeks mm. because I would get discouraged. Right. I want to, because whenever I'm trying to bulk or get big mm. and I don't see it happening right away, <laughs> even though I know it's not going to happen right away, I get discouraged and then I stop. You know what's funny is that I'm, I'm the opposite where I'll go to the gym and I'll start to see results. And then I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to go anymore. <laughs> That's great. The minute somebody's like, yo, you're starting to look good. Right, right, right. I'm like, all right, I'm done. You're the heads and tails <laughs> of fitness. <laughs> yeah. But it, damn, that's crazy because that, that was always my biggest problem. Listen, people that are in the gym, I know people who are monsters, mm. just physical specimens. And they still look in the mirror and go, man. That's wild. I don't like the way I look. Damn. I don't. Oh, my arms are too small. My and, and that's... I like the way I look a little too much, that, Yeah. I mean, I, li- I like your outlook, man. I like it, dude. And that's, and that's why it's, like, so important because it can't be I'm going to the gym to look better in the mirror. Yeah, that's you're so never going to really love the way you look in the mirror. It's I have to go to the gym because it's going to make me live longer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be happier. I'm going to optimize my days. I'm going to have more energy. And so it has to be a... 
a real reason. I love that. Yeah, like motivation is like brushing your teeth, right? You need to watch like a motivation of it. You need to do it every day, <laughs> twice a day, right. sometimes three times if you're eating onions, you know, right. you're like maybe midday brush your teeth, you know, midday YouTube video of motivation. <laughs> so we don't want to motivate people. We want to inspire people. Right. And that's what we talk about, the four pillars of life. And we want to inspire people to optimize their spirituality, their mental wellness, their emotional connections, and their physical being. We want, because we're trying to. Right. We, we don't have it figured out. So, so to recap, if that's the case, um, what do you think people should take away from the four pillars of life? Like, what, what do you think are the main takeaways? I think first you have to, ident- you have to write it down. Hmm. Write it down, get comfortable with it. See, what areas of my life right now am I struggling in? So I would put spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. Mm. Where am I struggling in each area? So identify your struggle. After that, you can work on them individually. Mm. And look at it as a lifelong process. I love that. And use these as the foundations of everything. And every day you should be looking at it. Mm. Every day. I, I used to write in a journal and put those, those four things my goals for the day in each of them. Mm -hmm. So what's my spiritual goal today? I want to read a chapter in the Bible. Mm -hmm. What's my, um, my mental goal. I want to, um, well, um, sorry, my, my emotional goal. I want to connect with my parents. I need to call both of them. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to my brother. I need to hang out with my brother today. Whatever the goal is for the day mental, I want to be mentally sharp. So I'm going to meditate. I'm going to or read. I'm going to do something that's going to be mentally stimulating. And physical, I'm going to go to a UFC class. Mm-hmm. So if you can pick a goal every day, your daily goals of them, it's like laying that brick, 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 you know. So identify your weaknesses, get a clear-cut plan, a daily goal, and then just do it for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, because it's it's a lifelong journey. You're not yeah. going to figure it out in a month. It's true. You know, so I think that it's, it's important. I I think that these are the foundations of your well-being. I love that. Man. Right? I mean, what would you what would you say? Uh, I totally 100% agree. I think um, set, set a priority list for them as well. Mm. You know, you have your physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Write out what it is that you want, that you want to work on in each one, and then prioritize them. Yes. So my very first thing, my very first priority is going to be my spiritual health. So, okay, how do I prioritize that? Secondly, my physical health. If I have a good soul and I feel good, the rest of me is probably going to do a lot better. So read the Bible and go for a run. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's that simple. Yeah. Read the Bible, go for a run, and then yeah. you'll see things move in your life. Yeah. And, and don't, don't make it too complex. Right. Oh, my God, I need my spiritual health to be up to par. No, right. you don't. I need to go on a Mecca to, <laughs> yeah. to Jerusalem. Yeah. Or something. No, you don't. Like, right. I, need to, oh my, I need to meditate for three. I need to go on a three-day yoga retreat. No, right. you don't. <laughs> right. I, no, you don't. Just walk around the block yeah. and you're moving. And keep you, it and simple. Keep it simple, baby. Simple yeah. is key. Don't make it complex. Yeah, man. So let's let's uh, wrap this up, I guess. I hate wrapping it up. I know, I man. I hate ending the podcast Yo, episode. Mute. Are we good for another three hours? Should we, we do a, should we do a Joe <laughs> Rogan style three hour podcast? <laughs> no, man. I love it, and I I, I know I'm gonna be excited for the next few episodes because we're gonna have some. Really amazing interview guests. Yes. And I know that the 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 listeners are gonna really enjoy it. I love it. Once again, if you're if you're enjoying what you're hearing, share, like, subscribe more than anything and comment more than anything. So thank you guys for listening. Fight over flight podcast. We love you. God bless. God bless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can cut that out. That was <laughs> 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 the wrong one. <laughs>
<laughs> I was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs>